This week on Dice Boys. I, I'm trying to come I, back to my drinking and I'm already regretting it. Do you want to open up one of my LaCroix? I just opened my door. Oh, cheers, yes. guys. Personal <laughs> choice that you made. Yeah. <laughs> you made my, I made my bed and now I have to lay there. Hey everyone, Blake here. Thanks so much for listening. Super excited to get going. Just wanted to jump in here real quick before we start rolling dice. I'm going to be the Dungeon Master for this campaign, and if you don't know what Dungeon Master or Campaign means, you might want to start with what we're calling Episode Zero, where we do just a little bit of explanation about how 5th Edition Dungeons & Dragons works, and we do some cool content with... uh, some backstory and some introduction to the characters. Uh, So you can always go back and listen to that if you want, but if you just want to jump right in, let's do it. We're going to get to the story here in just a sec. The the other thing I want to say before we get started, I'm going to say it once and then that's it. This show is not safe for kids. We're going to use curses, lots of them. So you probably don't want to listen to this in the car with your kids. Unless, I mean, I don't know what kind of parent you are. I really, (laughs) you, I mean, if if you cuss around your kids all the time and, you know, let them poop in the yard, (laughs) I don't don't know. Uh, Yeah, but fuck, man, do whatever. You do you. So, uh, but you've been warned. Okay, Uh, that's it for now. Let's get into the story and let's roll some dice. We begin above the sea. At once moving and still, its vast expanse is a rippling mirror of the colorful passing days. The cotton white and steel black of aimless herds of clouds, the mouth-watering blues, purples, reds and peaches of the sky, the golden march of the sun, the diamond-sharp white of the stars, all these changing, fleeting hues are sent shimmering back by the patient, primordial waters of the sea. Eastward across the water we move, gathering speed as we head toward land, and rising up from the water ahead is the western coast of the continent of Sisoria. In the center of this 500-mile stretch of coastline, lies the humble town of Clifftide. So named for the impressive length of cliffs that extend for miles along the coastline to the north and south, Clifftide finds itself in the middle. Indeed, that is the best way to describe Clifftide, in the middle. It is topographically in the middle, built where the ominous coastal cliffs temporarily dip in elevation. Geographically, it's in the middle, of Sisoria's western coast, which means that economically, it is also in the middle. It's not a major metropolitan port city, nor is it a run-down frontier hamlet. It's the largest stop along the coastal trade route and has a strong economy supported not only by the sea's bounty and a favorable climate, but also by the nearby salt mines and, most notably, tourism. The residents of Sisoria come from all over the continent to take in the stunning coastal views at Clifftide. 
to enjoy wine and beer from the local vintners and breweries, to feast on the cuisine, to purchase wares from the various local artisans, and to just bask in the transporting atmosphere of the bustling, well-kept city center. But our story does not start in the middle of Clifftide. Not in the clean, cool coastal air surrounded by beautiful buildings and cobbled streets, immersed in the resounding song of revelry and the laughing of children. No, we are going to start on the muddy, forgotten edges of Clifftide, affronted by the stench of a nearby tannery and across the rutted road from the crude ringing of a wagon wright's hammer. We start in front of a neglected stretch of storefronts, all part of a large, soggy, run-down building, and its disrepair betrays the fact that even a town as beautiful as Clifftide can't stave off such seeming inevitabilities as economic disparity and time's persistent crumbling of joy's edges. And it's in this stretch of building, tucked between the cluttered storefront of a local seamstress and the tobacco-stained windows of a locals-only tavern that you all have set up shop. It's here that we find the headquarters of the Black Goblet, the organization you've started to explore the mysteries of the world. It's your first foray into entrepreneurialism and the beginning of your adventure. So we zoom into the front door of the Black Goblet. Biggle, you're in the back, way in a back room in your workshop, tinkering away. Yon Yon, you're also in your private workshop, working on who knows what kind of mysterious spell. In the break room behind the front lobby, Matthias, you're sitting at the small round table that takes up most of this small room with your head leaned back in your hands, leaning back in a chair, while on the floor next to you, Alok is killing the time by doing some push-ups and crunches. And occasionally he'll prop his feet up on the wall, do some shoulder dips to work his lats. And that leaves you, Dodge, to sit out in the front, manning the front desk, waiting and waiting and waiting for someone, anyone, to come in with a job offer. And it's been a couple days like this. And on the third day, as boredom is bringing your eyes to close, you hear the ching-ching of the bell above the front door. And you peek over the counter, and you see, down near the floor, a curly-headed halfling with bright orange hair and freckles and big, round, thick spectacles walk in. And he's, he's dressed in a really nice velvet livery. And he's kind of looking around at this sparsely decorated, zero-information room that you're manning currently and just kind of looks around inquisitively like maybe he walked in the wrong place. Hey there, little fella. Oh, 
Uh, yes. Uh, are yo? Are you 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 like open or what's the deal here? What can I do for you? Uh, well, I was sent with a job offer for you, crazy cats. Crazy cats, eh? <clears throat> well, aren't you something else? What kind of job you got? Well, I'm not really sure of the specifics. I was just asked to come down and see if you were open and to uh, take you take you to my employer, and he has all the details. Uh, who's that now? That that would be uh, that would be Amadeus. All right, uh, just have a seat on the floor or whatever. Uh, I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, I, I don't see a chair. Yep. Uh, like I said, wherever. Uh, so it's not too far on the floor then, yeah, or it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty small trip for you. So, oh, I'll just I'll I'll, I'll sit cross-legged. Yeah, you know, get after it, son. Whatever works for you. I'll this be right been, back. This Don't is worry a fucked about up it. business. I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie. Well, you can take that up with the boss. And I walk to the back. Um, I will go speak with Yan Yan. Hey there, boss. We got a got a feisty little feller out front. Well, do we finally have somebody? Yeah, you know anybody by the name of Amadeus here around the city? I do not believe so, no. All right, well, I guess he's got a job for us. Okay, let's go get the pickles as well, then. All right. Hey, boss. Uh, a guy out front. Got a job for us. Amadeus, ring a bell. Excuse me, what was that that you said? Oh, sorry, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm deeply in focused on my work at the moment. Um, yeah, I should have known. That's that's my bad. I do apologize. Out front, <clears throat> young Philip. Actually, I don't know how old he is. He's mighty small, though. You said a uh, small fellow by yeah. the name of Amadeus is here. No, I don't know what his name is. He he comes sent from Amadeus, you so see. So you're telling me you left someone unwatched in the front? Yeah, he's sitting he on the floor. his name. What? What information do you have? Oh, I just gave it to you, boss. Well, you said... Just like I got it. I repeated verbatim exactly what you said, and you're telling me that I'm wrong. Listen up. Here's the thing. I think we got a miscommunication going on between me and you right here, and, uh... What I what I'm where I'm coming from is this is above my pay grade. See, I need one of you two fellas to go speak with this man to ascertain whether or not we should traverse across the city to this man Amadeus's house person. I don't know. Well, why didn't you say so? I would come down if you had just said someone was here to see you. Cool. Boss. Well, I was I was getting to it, and so I'm gonna just say that right now. If you want to go talk to uh this this little feller, he's a uh, he's a bit of a you know he's got a lot to him. So okay, got a bit of an attitude now. Let me put away my tools. You tell whoever his name is. We'll be down in a moment. I'm going to speak to Yan Yan about this personally. You don't need to be here anymore. I'm, I'm not Copy sure that, why boss. you're still here. All right, I'm out of here, and I'm going to go to the break room. So, yeah, you walk into the break room, and Alok, you've just finished doing a set of 40 push-ups. And, Matthias, you are watching him do these. Oh, no, f- feel free to continue. This was a, a very uh, impressive spectacle of, of strength. Why, thank you. Yeah, uh, I could do more. Like, oh, I could then, probably do like 40 more. Then please do more. Okay, I'm gonna. Actually, might want to saddle up. I think we got a job incoming, boys. What? I'm, work? I'm, I'm we got cool. work? Looks that way. You never know how the boss is, though. He might go in there and pew, pew, just, you know, mess the whole front room up and whatnot. Well, I'm gonna get ready. I, uh, I'm gonna be ready. I know how the boss gets. Yeah, you do. We all do. I bet this prospective employer would be uh, very impressed to watch our friend do uh, his workout. 
Would you like to come to a dinner front room? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Excellent. So you hear as as you guys are making this decision to move toward the front room, you hear calling from from there the the voice of this halfling, and he says, he "says Do you uh you you have any magazines or just something I can read while I'm waiting?" Oh no, we have brought the entertainment to you, my friend. Please, please enjoy while you watch our, our orc friend uh do his workouts. Yeah, watch me. Check well, this out. Oh, well, that's not really what I came here for. Have you ever heard of push-ups? Yeah, I, I, I do push-ups every morning. How many can you do? Well, I, I'm on a, I'm on a pyramid structure, so I do high, high intensity interval training, and I move from push-up to burpee to. Well, you do mental workouts too. I don't know none of those words. But that's I, I don't really think. So you, you are a real business, right? Yes, would you like to have a competition to see who is better at the workouts? I would be very willing to Here, play. I'll go first. One. Mm, excellent. Two. Three. Well, you're not really four, doing the the form is incorrect. Five. See, your form, you got to have your head, your back's a little... Shh. I don't think your knees are spectacle. supposed to be on the ground either. Oh, I, wait. My knees aren't on the ground. Oh, I am. I, I, I miss saw. It's just your, your legs are thighs. big. I have big thighs. Anyway, it's is this everyone? We we got the uh, a half Six, orc, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, you're really good at those. Ten. Are you gonna join me, or are you just gonna watch? Oh, I thought we were taking turns. No, well, I mean, we can, we can take turns. So you're right, your your turn. Uh, oh, okay, fine. One. Two. Oh yeah, see you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, I thought the idea was to go down slow and then push up real hard, just like a burst. Oh, from see, the... I don't push up. I push down. Uh, that's what I do. But it's a push up. What? <laughs> so you guys? <laughs> so you guys? <laughs> so you guys are prost- prostrate on the floor looking at each other and everyone else has come into the room and formed kind of a circle around this scene of this giant six foot four half orc hulking creature trying to explain how to do a push-up to this tiny little orange haired nerdy halfling well okay so i think that i think maybe we got off on the wrong foot because i came here you are a real business right I'm sorry about the adventurers. They're, they're like wild animals. Um, my name is Yanyan. What is your name? Oh, that's a fancy kimono you're wearing there. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's super tight. I felt like it's pretty loose-fitting, actually. Uh, my, my name is Argyle. Ooh. Like the pattern? Uh, y- yeah. Yeah. Sure. If that helps you remember. Argyle, like the pattern. That's my name. What's uh? What's are you doing here, Argyle? What's uh? What's I was brought by my employer, Amadeus, the, the dwarf, the the. He's a he's an art collector, and I. I I have he's has he's got a job for you. Okay, so um, is is he requesting us to go to his home? Is he going yes, to come here? Why... Are you setting up an appointment? I'm, that's oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I don't normally do this. I'm mostly cooking and gardening there. Uh, in in driving his coach, if and when he ever wants to go anywhere, but uh, that's a very rare. Uh, anyway, he sent me down here to to bring you all up to meet him. 
he doesn't tend to leave his estate. He's a little eccentric. Okay, um, what time would you like to meet? Now would be preferable. I, I think he wants, I think, I think this job's a little time sensitive, maybe? I, I, again, I don't know the details, so. So the only information you have come to me is that there is a man on a hill. Dwarf on a hill. And he wants to hire you, hire yes. Hire you, okay. Yeah. Um, Biggles, do you, do you, what would you like to do about this situation? Well, that sounds like enough information for me. Okay. Um, and uh, give everybody, or actually just you, Yon Yon, and you, Biggles. Biggle? Is it Biggle or Biggles? Biggle. Biggle. Biggle, give, give me an insight check. That's a two. That's going to be a ten. Yon Yon, you're a little too just taken aback by the fact that you have any business at all, potentially, to really assess the situation well. Biggle, you're, you have a little bit more of a read on this fella, and the livery that he's dressed in does seem to be pretty, pretty fancy, which suggests that his employer has a good amount of coin to throw around. Well, and he had a carriage, so... Exactly. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, considering we're new in town and business hasn't been quite as exciting as we had initially hoped, it it probably is in our best interest to take this this job. Is the carriage outside? No, no, the the, the carriage is not outside. We we will be walking. It's it, it it's only on the it's on the northern edge of town. It shouldn't take more than half an hour. There's no chance of Amadeus coming to meet us here. Like I said, I he, was really hoping for a carriage ride. That that may be in that may be in the cards, so to speak, later on. If you if 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 you decide to to take the job, I, I again I don't know the details, but there but he does he does have a carriage, but I I think he he was reticent to to send the carriage out if if you weren't gonna come, so. I see. So now we'll I'm walking. in a bit of a predicament considering that I thought we just accepted the job and yet there's still no carriage. Yeah, I can't. Unfortunately, I, I don't possess the capacity to teleport it here so now anyway, that you've decided. We got to get ready anyway. So, you know, why don't you maybe scoot back on up the hill or what, whatever and uh, bring the carriage back. Look, we, got, we got some, you know, necessary materials. I can wait. We got to bring yes, this. Yes, you know gathering what I'm saying? our resources yeah, exactly. to be prepared exactly. for this journey. I can wait. Dodge, thank you. I couldn't have said yeah, it better exactly. myself. Also, if, if you small creatures are concerned about the walk, because I understand you have these tiny legs, uh, our friend uh, Alok would be very happy to carry both of you. He's a very strong. We saw him. That is true. I can do that. I could probably throw you pretty far, too. Tell you what, what if Alok here carries you, you're a little small, and just pick you up? by the head and carry you back up the hill and, you know, bring the carriage here. I have a baby, Bjorn. It was my daughter's. I, I could just run home and grab that real quick. I think I would be in trouble if if I didn't just walk back with you all. Oh, I'm happy to walk. Let's just walk. I will walk. Maybe, maybe you know, if, if you decide not to take the job once he offers it to you, I, I can talk him into letting me give you a ride back. Deal. For, you know, for your, tr- for, for, you know, for your troubles and all. That sounds wonderful. These terms are acceptable to me. And you see, he, he some beads of sweat have kind of formed on his forehead. He he was worried that he was going to 
get in trouble by not bringing you back ASAP. Okay, well, I, I, I'll i lead the way because it's a little... I know where the estate is, so I'll I'll lead the way, and you got a, you got a good little group here. This handsome guy I met when I came in, and you know we can see eye to eye. You you and me, and we'll never see eye to eye. <laughs> I see what you did there. If you That's could good. wait outside, please, while we gather our things. We'll be down in just a moment. Yeah, I'll I'll wait outside. Do you want me to grab the baby Bjorn? No, it sounds like that would be an extra trip that's completely unnecessary. Okay. I'll just boss. I'll just I'll just wait down here. Okay? Feel free to grab whatever you need as long as you're prepared. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll be ready to go. So he he steps outside and you can see through the front window of your organization. He's he's kind of pacing nervously just kind of kicking this kicking some rocks across the street. The wagon rights and all the workers there are kind of giving him a weird look, giving you guys a weird look through the window, and just like, who the hell are these people that have just moved into the neighborhood? What are the, what's this weirdness that they're already, already bringing around? And he's waiting outside for you. What, uh, what, are you, what are you all grabbing or getting ready? Presumably grabbing your adventuring packs and I'm strapping supplies. up. I mean... <laughs> I'm stepping up. Too into character, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't need. I don't need to grab anything. You don't. No. I okay. mean, I have. I. No, that's great. It's yeah. all in the steel vault. That that's actually exactly where I'm going. Well, my own steel vault. In your uh, in your in my room. I'm in, going. Okay. I, frantically running up the stairs to my room, putting all of my tinkering things that I was working on in the desk, and using my multiple contraption locks to mm-hmm. lock up all of my stuff Great. before I leave. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just diligently... You don't want anyone to fuck with your stuff. Absolutely not. Just diligently taking notes just okay. about the whole situation. Okay. Writing down names. Matthias, do you have anything you need to grab? No, I walk outside with the halfling, and I like continue walking down the road as if toward the thing, and then turn around halfway down the street and turn back and walk back and wait in front of the... Okay, so you're going to wait the out black front goblin, with him. Yeah. Yeah, and you see you see the wagon rights across the street, just these like guys in greasy shirts with rags kind of wiping their hands, just giving you a dirty look. Like what oh, the yeah. fuck are you guys up to, you know? Oh yeah. And you're unfazed by it. Oh no, don't care at all. Okay, great. You're used to that sort of thing. Oh yeah, I love it. Boy, it's a kind of a kind of a rough and tumble rough and tumble little area of town, isn't it? Oh, these these men? They're just uh, simple humans. They play with their wheels. They put them on carts. I'm sure you've met them. You drive a cart, yes? Oh yeah. Uh, I we the cart's in good repair, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, these men they have simple lives. It's meaningless. Well, that's that's kind of a fucked up thing to say uh, about them. But no, all lives are meaningless. Your life is meaningless. You cook, you clean, okay. you come, well, you run errands. That doesn't bode well for me at all. If that's the way you feel. It does not bode well for any of us. You just enjoy. Enjoy what you can. Okay. You think your friends are ready yet? Or? Mm. They will do what they do. I'll walk outside. Yeah, I think yeah, they're they're right. Right. <laughs> Got so, my shield and my Oh, sword. good. Here, here they are. Whew, just in the nick of time. Hello, boys. I wave at the, the guys across the street. Yeah. 
And they just they just kind of wipe their hands on their rags and give you a dirty look before turning around and going back to their work. They're always so rude. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'll crack that shell someday. Okay, so here we go. I'll, I'm going to lead the way. He leads away up the rutted road. It's been it's been summer, so what would normally be a muddy road is dry and cracked and full of all these little channels of mud, dried mud, and uh, he continues up northward into town where eventually cobblestones make up the road. And as you're getting to a more populous area of town and you know you're getting close to the center, you move under this overpass. He stops to tie his shoe under the overpass. And as he does so, you see three figures pop out from the shadows. And it is three rat folk creatures with weapons drawn. One of them has a large tooth dropping down from the front, and it's got little like saw edges on it and he has a crossbow in his hand and another one is really big and portly and seems to limp and lumber and he has a a cudgel like a spiked cudgel in his hand and the other one is a little bit smaller and has a green mohawk and he's got a little rusty gross looking sword in his hand and the one with the crossbow looks at all of you give us the halfling And no one has to die. This is why I wanted to take the carriage. And the the big fat one's like, Oh yeah, that gives the halfling. And the the one with the mohawk's like, Yeah, gives the halfling. (laughs) And let's roll initiative. All right, initiative. Dodge. That's a 19. Biggle. 19. Ooh, who has the higher decks between the two of you? I have a plus two. I have a plus one. Yon Yon. Six. Alok. I got a five. And Matthias. Fifteen. Yeah, you all see this one with the crossbow that called you out is standing back while the other two are moving toward Argyle, who is stepping back into you guys. Oh, this... This doesn't look good. And Dodge, you're up first. What would you like to do? I'm going to say to them, now, boys, we don't have to do this in Rat Folk. Oh, so you do speak Rat Folk. Okay. They say, this goes beyond what you understand. Understood. Whoops. Now I hit him with the whip. Which one? The whip. No, which oh, one, one of the guys that's advancing on. Okay. Green mohawk guy, or... Yes. Okay. Go ahead and make an attack roll. <laughs> <laughs> no! That's a one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Off to a great <laughs> first roll. <laughs> the first attack roll. Yeah, that's a cold dice. We're going to take that out of rotation. You were unaware of how sweaty your palm was as you had emerged into the summer sun and the whip just goes flying out of your hand, just <laughs> kind of slaps against the chest of this this green mohawked rat who just goes... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
There's nothing scarier than just a limp whip being thrown at you. Biggle, you see that happen, and you're beginning to question your hiring of Dodge. What would you like to do? Well, strike one, Dodge. Sorry, boss. I guess I'm going to have to solve this by myself again. And I reach into my satchel. Mm Mm-hmm. And I toss a small vial, and they all need to make a dex save. So the the two that are advancing are about 10, 15 feet ahead of the one that's... Those two. Okay. And they each need to make a dex save? Yep. And they got to beat a 13. All right. The, the one with the green mohawk nimbly dodges out of the way, but the big chubby one with the cudgel he's too busy laughing at the whip and in laughing at you dodge (laughs) and he just takes the full brunt of whatever happens from this he takes five fire damage oh no i'm gonna smash you and i'm standing like right next to argyle he's a little bit in front he's he's kind of sunk himself down into the middle of your the circle of you guys I definitely push him in front of me. (laughs) Definitely push him in front of me. And then I say to you guys, well, it's time to prove your worth. All right. And at that, Matthias, what would you like to do? All right. I'm going to walk up to uh, the guy with the mohawk and I'm going to cast Thunder Wave and aim it toward him and the guy with the crossbow. Oh, my God. So, con save. All right. They both make the save. Oh, well, shoot. I rolled a 17 and an 18. <laughs> well, shoot. Um, they'll still take half. So, they will take two force damage. <laughs> All right. So, the the big one, he was just, no, I smash you. And you come up and you smash him with a concussive, <laughs> just this thundering explosion and he falls over onto the ground and his cudgel goes rolling across to the edge of the street. And he doesn't seem like he's going to get up anytime soon. But the green one, the, the one with the green mohawk, seems pretty upset about that. And you see the one in the back getting ready to fire a crossbow bolt at you. And Yon Yon, what would you like to do? Um, I'm going to point at the green one. And mm-hmm. a small ball of fire is going to appear from my finger, and I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb at him. Wow. You guys are unloading those level <laughs> level one spells. Uh, okay. is that That's a spell attack roll, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll that. Going to be a nine. <laughs> yeah. <so it's, laughs> it just goes... <laughs> across the empty space and goes over his shoulder and slams into the bridge embankment. That was fire too, by the way. Biggle just looks wide-eyed at Yon-Yon like, what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> Why are you goofing around here? <laughs> and uh, the one with the crossbow sees that happen and he says, I'm about to take the life of every single one of you. Alok, what do you want to do? Having seen all this and the boss telling me it's time to like prove myself, I'm going to step up, puff up my chest, and I'm going to uh, 
swing my longsword at the guy with the green mohawk. Okay. As hard as I can. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and make an attack roll. That's going to be a 19. Yeah. You lay into him as he is closing the distance. You, you run up and lay into him with your sword. Go ahead and roll damage. That is going to be a eight. Eight damage? Eight damage. Yeah. You tear him asunder with your sword and gore just flies all over everyone that's standing there near you. Uh, flies all over Biggle, flies all over Argyle and Yon Yon as you're standing there confused why your chromatic ore didn't work. Dodge as you're trying to grab your whip off the ground, just blood and guts just comes flying all over everyone. Oh yes, so this is adventuring. I am very excited for the future. I then want to say uh, to the other two, I want to be like, who's next? The one that had spoken out and asked for the halfling, who had moments ago seemed very confident, says, well, this doesn't seem worth it at all. And fires a crossbow bolt at you, Alok. Bring it. It goes flying over your shoulder. Dodge, you hear him curse in rat folk. And he uses the dash action to run back into the shadows where he came from and then i want to look up back at the boss and like give him a wink <laughs> look back at biggle bye 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 so i'm gonna say to him as you're covered in blood yeah. just waving in the middle of the street very friendly i imagine you waving your sword at him <laughs> instead of your hand <laughs> bye 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 yeah at that these rat folk who had no idea what they were getting into when they jumped out to take the halfling, are either vanquished or gone. And you hear from up on the bridge above you, the overpass, you just hear voices like, Oh my God, what's going on down there? Oh look, somebody just killed some rat folk. Oh my God. What, like, and so Argyle says, um, Maybe we should, you know... Make, you know, we tried to avoid this when we you we. we, we I know. I feel really stupid now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really should have gone back for the carriage, shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. We could have just rode along. No, the eventuality would have been they would have caught you alone and you would have died, and that would have been fine by us. We would have known no better, but it's, it is good that we were here. Boy, you're a, you're a real ray of sunshine, aren't you? It is just a reality. Big ol' looks at him and just said, "And you thought you could look me in the eye." Well, now I'm going to look at the ground in shame and silence as we walk to Amadeus's house. That is an appropriate response. He turns his back to you and he says, I'm just going to, I'm going to assume you're following me. And begins making his way up northward into the town of Clifftide. You all follow him and it gets busier and busier as you move into the center of town. You can see shops are opening. People are beginning to mill out into the street. It's late morning. And eventually, you move through this dense population in the center of town and continue to walk in silence northward to the edge of town where you all would know the kind of wealthier estates are found. Eventually, the the din of the city recedes behind you as Argyle leads the way up northward toward the estate of Amadeus. 
Hey everyone, Blake here again. Uh, just wanted to jump in for your classic mid-podcast break uh, for a couple quick things. First, thank you so, so much for listening, giving us a chance, and starting out on this endeavor with us. We've been having a blast for the last couple years playing D&D together, and we really just want to share that joy and camaraderie with anyone who wants to join us at the table. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to reach out to us or learn more or get more involved, there are a couple ways you can do that. Head over to www.diceboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And take a look at our website. Or you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter by following Dice Boys Podcast to get up-to-date information. And again, that's boys with a Z. We'd love to eventually do like a, a bonus episode where we answer listener questions. So don't hesitate to contact us with questions about the world or play decisions or my very poor rules adjudication uh, in anything. Get in touch with us. We, we love it. And while we obviously love sharing what we're doing with you, we, we want everyone else to get a chance to share what they're doing too. So uh, we want to hear your best D&D moment. If you want to share a moment from a game you play in that you thought was funny or memorable, you can call us and leave us a voicemail. And the number is 503-765-5807. And there'll be some instructions and you can leave a voicemail and we will hopefully feature you at the end of an episode. So, yeah, give us a call. 503-765-5807. And, of course, if you like what we're doing and think more people should hear it and want more people to check it out, leave a review on your podcast service of choice. We would, we would very much appreciate it. Uh, if you don't like what we're doing... Uh, Sorry, I guess. <laughs> I mean, not everyone likes blue cheese on their bacon burger, so, you know, takes all sorts. Lastly, first attack roll of the game, and it was a one? A critical failure. I, you can't fucking write this stuff. I love this game. All right, uh, that's it. Thanks again, everyone. Let's get back to the story. All right, so you have made your way through the town of Clifftide by Argyle's shameful lead. And you got a few stairs as you passed through town, given the gore that had splattered all over you from the earlier fray. And now you're in a kind of more spread out area in the, in the hills, in the north of the town. And you can see a few estates dot the landscape. Atop a nearby hill, you see a 10-foot stone wall enclosing a large plot of land. Peeking above the wall is a tiled roof and kind of the top floor of, of a house. And it's largely obscured by treetops. And Argyle points, There it is! That's where we're going! And leads you up to eventually up to the front gate, which is 
a large wrought iron gate, and in the center of the gate is an ornate copper A. You can see past the bars and make out a meticulously maintained landscape of manicured shrubbery, colorful flower beds, fruit trees, and periodic stones and statuary. And a white pebbled path snakes its way from the gate up to the front steps of a two-story manor. And as you're taking this in, Argyle lifts up the bottom of the A, and it's hinged at the top, and behind that ornate A is a little keyhole. So he pulls out a little key from inside his tunic and puts it in this keyhole, and in the gate creaks open inward to this landscape, and he leads you up the path. And the crunch of these white pebbles under your feet creates a percussive compliment to the melodious bird songs that float through the summer air and despite the fight that you had on your way here and your anticipation and anxiety about your first potential real job it's nevertheless a uh, moment of beauty and serenity as you move through this well-kept yard toward the front door and as you get onto the front patio of this stone house the front door opens and there's a large gaunt human who squints disapprovingly at all of you and and then he looks at argyle hey hey toby yes sorry there a little bit of a kerfuffle on the way here and toby just goes hmm and grabs this fan and steps aside for you all to come in and Argyle leads the way and steps in and he stops in the entryway and Toby starts waving this fan all over Argyle, just waving it over and, and over and over. And it's just like a little hand fan, like a folding fan. You watch as the gore and filth on Argyle's livery magically cleans up. And yawn, yawn, you would recognize this as prestidigitation but it's coming from this fan instead. It's almost like a like this, this guy who works at this house is tasked with making sure everyone who comes in is clean as fuck. So you, you each step up as he kind of waves this fan over you and you watch your clothing be magically rid of blood and gore. Once you guys are all inside, you, you take in this entryway, and it's a pretty big two-story entryway. And to, immediately to the right is a little sitting area with high-backed leather chairs. There's a fireplace near there. Um, and to the left is a hallway that extends all the way down to the back of the house. And between those two areas is a wall with a doorway that leads into some other room. And hanging on the wall next to that doorway is a huge painting, probably the largest painting you've ever seen, maybe eight feet by 12 feet. And it is just a massive painting of a cloudy sky. And this cloudy sky has all the colors that a sky could potentially have 
perhaps at sunset as the sun radiates off the clouds there's beautiful blues and oranges and pinks and turquoise and everyone give me a perception check as you walk into this room and take in this massive painting I got a 20 that's a big four daddy (laughs) Matthias rolled a 24 okay all right, so 20 from Alok, 24 from Matthias. Let's start with you, Biggle. You are kind of intently looking at this painting, and you see that once you kind of get look past the, the beauty of this cloudscape, there is very subtly the mark of a master to have been able to do this in this painting. There is very subtly the large kind of silhouette behind the cloud of a dragon flying through the sky. This is like when I let my eyes sort of blur, I see. Yeah. Like a magic eye. <laughs> yeah, man. d and magic eye, yeah. Uh, but I don't see yeah. a whole image. Oh, it's a basketball player. 15, so I only see it for like a split second and then I lose it. Yeah. Alok, you and Matthias also take this in, but Alok, you're more drawn to the hallway where you see ex- this hallway that extends all the way down the length of the house has paintings all along it, and it's a vaulted hallway that goes up to the second story. And there are so many paintings that you can't even really see the wall past them. Where there is not paintings, there are pedestals with different art pieces on them, and there are recessed shelves with the glass facing and other items in there, and you're kind of, you're kind of drawn to that. Matthias, you take all that in as well, but you are particularly just aware of the sitting area and these beautiful, ornate, high-backed leather chairs in this large fireplace that they kind of sit around. And you, you kind of meander over there and run your finger along the back of one of these chairs and it comes away dusty. Nobody has sat in this sitting area for for quite some time. These are fine chairs. They are made from the greatest craftsmanship, and this leather is a... It must be fine auroch leather. I believe that I will sit in one of these just to get a feel for it. And Toby goes, hmm. The human complains. At, at that, Argyle... Argyle says, uh, what, what, I'll, 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 I'll take you, I'll take you to his, to his study. He's, he's, he's waiting for you. And we're all, you know, now that we're all cleaned up, it'll probably be, probably be good to just go straight there. And so he takes you down this long hallway and you guys all get a chance to kind of see this makeshift museum-like tunnel of paintings and various art pieces. There's you know, a, a golden face mask and a crown woven out of bone, ceremonial armor, all, all, all kinds of random art pieces and uh, various paintings. One of a human aristocrat, a female, just lounging board-like. And, and all these paintings are different styles, indicating that they would be from Different, different artists. Different artists, yeah, okay. exactly. And so Argyle's leading your way, leading the way down, and he's kind of going ahead of you, but you're all 
taken aback a little bit, just walking a little bit slowly as you're looking at all these paintings and all, all these varied art pieces. And he comes to the end of the hallway and he's like, come on this, this way. And takes you to the back of the house where there's a stairway that leads upstairs. And he takes you upstairs and then all the way down at the end of the hall is, is his study. He walks down the hall and he knocks on a door at the end of the hallway and you hear a gruff voice from the other side of the door. Yeah, 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 come in, come in. Argyle opens the door and leads the way in. You guys all come into a small study. On your left-hand side is a wall of books, and on the right-hand side is a window that looks out over the garden. Directly in front is a desk, and at that desk is a huge book sitting on top of the desk. Opened all the way to the back page. Behind that book, you see a bald head riddled with liver spots and two wisps of white hair coming off either side. And there's a strange scar over the brow. Amadeus, sir, I have, I have the adventurers here. And this finger raises up from behind the book. One sec! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's great. He slams the book shut, and you get a good look at Amadeus, the art collector. And he is indeed a very old dwarf, with these two wisps of white hair coming off his head, and a huge, wooly-like white beard that still has periodic moments of copper in it, suggesting a, a fiery youth back when it was so and he he takes you all in and he says ah so uh these are the guys huh how are you doing Amadeus it is nice to finally meet you oh yeah got, a, got an elf here nice kimono looks good oh, I silk <laughs> all the finest yeah I hear that yeah uh, what uh, what's your name uh, I am Yan 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 yeah good to meet you Amadeus you the uh, you the leader of this ragtag? What do we got? Oh wow, that's a handsome guy. He looks at you, Dodge. Name of Dodge. Pleased to meet you, Dodge. <laughs> like your style. Yeah. And then, uh, how about you, fella? Yes, I am uh, Biggle. I'm co-chief of this uh, organization. Uh, okay, I, I got see it. how you could uh, have mistaken my presence. Yeah. No offense taken. No, yeah, yeah, I got, I, believe me, been there <laughs> a million times. I right? bet you have. Yeah, look at this stature, right? I'm. You can't even see it. I'm sitting on a high chair behind this desk. Yeah. All right, so uh, it's the two of you. He points at you, yawn, yawn, you, Biggle. He's like, is this, your, this is your gig? And I see you got muscle here. He points over at you, Alok. Good choice. Half-orc. Yeah, that's right. But... I'm looking in your eyes, man. I'm seeing it. You're not just muscle. You got a. Uh, you got. You got some. Uh, some good back there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank no, you for I could saying see, that. I'm seeing it right through. Right, my eyes looking in your eyes. Seeing right in there. You get. You guys uh, hold on to this guy. What's. Uh, what's your deal? Huh? Elf? No, you're not an elf. You're a half elf. My my parent, it just it does mean nothing to. Hey, me. I don't give two shits about it, man. We I, haven't I, quite <laughs> figured out what he, yeah. his skill set is yet. Uh, okay, we're hoping to give him a little time to prove it. I know how it is. I know how it is. Yeah, you guys got here all right then. No problems. 
we did encounter some rat folk. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, they've been a problem in the city, for sure. Yeah. They were no problem for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. Hey, you guys want a drink? I got, uh, and he, he points over, uh, you see in the two corners by the window that looks out over the garden, in one corner is a globe, and in the other corner closest to him is a little table that has a decanter and uh, a couple decanters and some glasses. It's like, drinks. What uh, you know, apps? I, <laughs> I can have, I can have argyle fire something in the kitchen. You know, mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Well, we, I don't know what is mozzarella what is. <laughs> <laughs> I got. He does this great thing where he makes this little corn flatbread and then he fries it in oil, really hot oil, and then he throws meat on it. Oh, maize corn fritters. Yeah, my wife makes those. They're great. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> this guy's. I love this guy. Yeah, Argyle, why don't you uh, head out? I'm going to talk to these guys, and you uh, you get us some, uh, get, what, what did you call them? Maze corn fries. Yeah, them, 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 them bad boys. Get us some of those. Uh, I'd offer you a seat, but... Uh, I'll stand. Well, yeah, I mean, you could sit on the floor, too, if you want. <laughs> I'll sit on the floor. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I ain't got no chairs in here. So, uh, what, what's this, the business you got here? What's it called? Yon, yon. Are we all the organization of the Black Goblet? That sounds unnecessary long. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean it's your thing. I mean, <laughs> I'm not here. Well, to... You you seem to like it. You inquired uh, us. One one detail about this room that is that I forgot to mention that it's probably one of the most striking details is behind him is a huge painting, uh, not quite as big as the one in the front room, but comparably large, and it takes up almost the whole back wall, and it is just a massive from side to side bottom to almost complete top a pile of dwarves in a revel revelry hall who just spilt over bottles food eating food like just the end of a party and they are all just piled on each other just huge just passed out and in the very center very small in the center is one lonely dwarf awake still staring at his mug and that painting is behind him as he's talking to you guys. All right, can I do an inside check to see if that if he is one of those dwarves? Sure. Yeah. Ooh, that's gonna be a fourteen. Okay. It's gonna be a twenty-three. So yeah, you guys both scan over this painting, and you don't see anything that suggests that he's in there. And he, but he catch he catches you kind of being distracted and looking at the painting and he says says oh you like that huh yeah this is uh this is this is one of my favorites that's why i keep it in here what is it what is it called he says a word to you in dwarvish he says one word vrakken and who here speaks dwarvish not none of you guys speak dwarvish not a single one of you speak dwarvish not i all right. Well, uh, he says it's called Vrakken. And, and, and he raises his eyebrows at you, like, huh? Get it? You don't say. <laughs> this guy gets it. Actually, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't speak that language. I don't believe that any of us do. <laughs> he laughs. He's like, all right. Well, you're you're handsome, so you can cover up the ignorance, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Don't. Uh, don't. Anyway, uh, yeah, Vrakken. It's like, well, uh, uh, it's like a dwarvish word for. Uh, Victory, but at a cost, or victory, but there's also defeat in it. 
I don't know. That. I don't know how to translate. I'm not a translator. I'm not a writer. I could tell you like talking about paintings and that you have a lot of beautiful ones. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't mean to be rude. I would really like to understand why you've beckoned us. Well, you, uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, actually, uh, as it were. I assumed it had something to do with that. Yes, indeed. So, uh, I got, I'm getting old. I'm getting, I'm getting real old. I don't think I got, uh, I don't think I got many years left on this, on this plane of existence. And, you know, there's a painting I haven't seen yet. Well, there's lots of paintings I haven't seen yet, but there's one that I've, I've been wanting to see for, for a while. It's, uh, well, it's, I've, I've never seen it. And, uh, there is a wizard. You know how wizards are, Yon Yon, huh? Yeah, <laughs> wild bunch. Yeah, there. they're super yeah. eclectic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am too, but uh, it comes with a trade. Yeah. So there is a wizard, and he had this painting in his collection. I mean, he died. See, and uh, well, he lived in a tower down in the Kintry Forest, all alone by himself. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that painting's up for grabs now. And you. Do you know anything else of this wizard? What type of wizard he was? Uh, is that the only information that you have? You know, that's a little outside my that's a little outside my wheelhouse. Okay, just, so just thought I would ask. Yeah, I I hear he's a little. He was a little bit of was <laughs> was a little bit of a weird weirdo. But uh, what does that mean? A weird wizard? <laughs> yeah, everybody right. thinks it's more weird. Yeah, it's a little redundant, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's like a British barbarian. I, I I cut right to the chase here. I'm willing to pay you guys to go down to the tower, go through the forest, deal with all that nonsense, and uh, find the painting, bring it back. Anything else you find? Fuck it, man. I, <laughs> that's yours as far as I'm concerned. Anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I don't, I, I don't really know what's there. Well, I, I guess you wouldn't know if we didn't tell you, so. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. Let me think about this. Let me let me put it this way, Biggle. Oh, I'm Biggle. I didn't find anything, Amadeus. Here's your painting. That's the that's the nature of our agreement here. Plus, I'll pay you money. Also, now, as far as the danger level of uh, this recovery mission, um, are we talking? Highly dangerous or moderately dangerous or low danger level. Well, here's here's what I here's what I can tell you. As you know, Kintry Forest is all kinds of fucked up these days. Has been for a couple decades now. So I can't make any promises about what you're gonna find in there. But uh I will have Argyle take you in my carriage up into the hills, up into the mountains, and drop you off at the edge of the woods. Shotgun. You're walking. <laughs> I, got, I got a question about this job, boss, if you don't mind. That's all right if I jump in. Listen up, mister. Hey, I'm, I'm Dodge. Dodge, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, who else? You know, you're our aficionado. Lots of people like you around the city, around these parts, looking out for all type of nice art and such. I see where your head's at. I like this. I, this is a good sign. You guys are thinking about all the angles. I, I already know I got the right group. But I don't think you got to worry. There's only one other guy in town that likes art, and he's a librarian. And he's, like, one of my pieces I got from him. 
He he's he's got he, no no private collection, and he doesn't have the capital I have. Yeah, so I have to tell you, boss. I hope you don't mind, but you know these rat folks that we ran into, they was looking for your boy. Wow, that's that's super weird. Jeez, I, I, I don't know why that would I, be. How about I'm not out of line in saying that I think we would all be very interested in taking on this job, but sir, you, I have to, I, again, I, I'm a man that speaks my mind, so I'm, I apologize if this comes off the wrong way, but I feel like you're not telling us the full detail of the situation. It'd be best for everybody in order for us to make sure we get this back for you if you came clean, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, wow, okay, wow, jeez, oh, man, yeah. And why don't you guys all give me an insight check at disadvantage? Ooh. It's a 17. At disadvantage? Or, excuse me, a 19 at disadvantage. Woo! Wow, hot dice. Yeah, uh, Yanyan also rolled a 16. Oh, yeah. Seven so, at disadvantage. Okay. He says, all right, all right. Look, uh... I didn't want to waste my money. I didn't want to waste my time. Hired the rat folk. As a pretense. Just to see if, uh, see if you guys were up to, up to snuff. And you, it looks like you are, so we're all... <laughs> Prudent use of your resources, I see. Well, I mean, you're a business owner, Biggle. That dude is definitely dead by ZY. Yeah, one probably regrets that job. There are actually two of them are definitely dead. Or That's two, great. Yeah. It's two less fuckers. Exactly. <laughs> two less rat time. folk for us to have to fuck with at some other time. Exactly. I think we're all winners here. All right? I do appreciate the uh, efficiency of this plan. Yes, it was, uh, it was well executed. Yeah, and if you guys remember, when the last one ran away, before he ran away, he said... Well, this isn't worth it. After watching his two compatriots die. Okay, well, it seems like we have got enough information from you. Do you do you have a? Uh, we have not really discussed payment yet. So he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I just thought of one thing." And he he grabs a big feathered quill and a piece of parchment, and he's he's scribbling. He's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll deal with payment in a second As he's scribbling a note real fast, and then he takes a folds it and takes a piece of sealing wax and a candle and seals it shut. He says, I did, I, I did forget to mention that uh, there's some wood elves, tribal wood elves that kind of live in the forest. They should be fine. But if they're not, I got this note. You give them the note, don't open it, because then they'll know you opened it and they might think it's fake. But if they give you shit, just yeah, you know, give them the note. And you'll be fine. So you just wrote them a note and they should understand? Yes. Do you, do you have this power over elves? You just write them a note? No. Just, I, 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 I kind of have, just, I, I know a couple of them from uh, art deals, auctions. Oh, yes, yeah, so these are auction uh, wood elves that like to go to art auctions and yeah, well, it's friends of a, it's, this... it's friends of a friend. You don't need to worry oh, about it. I got yes, the note. Yes, you're, you're, oh, you'll be yeah. fine. I'm sure that the note will, will get these aggressive wood elves off of our backs. You yes. got it. See, this guy's smart, too. This guy, I'll tell you. This man knows nothing of what he's talking about. Well, and I sit in one of your chairs, though. It is a very nice chair. Thank you. 
I usually just stay up here. Mm, this was noticeable by the dust on the chair, but can I sit in it? It's very good leather. Yeah, if you guys want to wait while Argyle gets the carriage. Oh, excellent. I will go sit in it now. I believe that we have... Uh... Yes, I would actually appreciate it if um the two of you also left with um Alok and uh, Dodge as so we can discuss payment. Oh, yeah. I got to pay you, right? <laughs> That's the whole point. I mean, you might find cool shit, but you might not, and you'd want to at least come away with some money. That would be great. Yeah. I'm going to be outside, outside checking out the flowers. I think they're beautiful. They are. Who, who, who's in charge of the flowers? Argyle's my guy. He, he takes, he does the cooking, he does the gardening, and he does the driving. Wow. Toby keeps the house, uh, you know, in order. Can I ask you where Argyle might be right now? Well, I think he's down in the kitchen. Making them, uh, what did you call them again? Fritter, waffle Maze fritters? Maize corn fritters. Maize corn fritters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a mind to go see about them fritters. What do you think? I hope he uses cayenne. Oh, man. I like sh- I like it spicy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I tell you, if it's not kicking my ass, I don't, what the fuck am I it's eating? It's got it, no know? flavor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, I will go find your toady, and I will sit in one of your chairs. Thank you. And I make my way out of the room. Okay. We do apologize for the amount of inappropriate talking that our associates do. They, they. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I guess, uh, I guess it was incorrect for me to assume that what would be dis- disappointing to some might be appealing to another. Yeah, uh, no, I got you. I got you. No, you don't got to worry about that shit with me. All right, that's decorum. Fuck it. All right, this art is great. But uh, it doesn't give me the right to be a, a, a fucking prick to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, payment, right? So I'm thinking 25 gold up front, 175 when we're all said and done. So 200 total. You guys decide to fuck me. Ah, fuck it, I'm out. 25 gold. I can deal with that. But I want the goddamn painting. Yes, and as you said, uh, whatever else we find is ours. Yeah. So just one last thing. Is there a time limit and when you would want these things returned to you? Is there... The sooner the better. The sooner the better. Okay. Yan Yan, I'm telling you, man. You don't have much time? I don't got much time. I just want to see something beautiful before I go. Am I not good enough for you? I, that Dodge fellow is a little more handsome than you. Not going to lie. I'm not... I'm not, an elf, I'm, I'm not an elf guy. Um, Biggles, does this seem um, efficient to you? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, that's all fine with me. Uh, have you? I'm just thinking here, but yeah, you look like you got your <laughs> you look like you look like you got your gears turning. I walked through your hallways and I noticed that all of your paintings are just hanging on the walls. Have you thought of perhaps a way to display your paintings in a way using some type of contraption that perhaps would let you cycle through all of the images of your paintings while sitting here in your chamber? Would would a device of some sort like this be interesting to you in any way? That's in, that is an interesting proposal, but I'm going to say hell no. And here's why. And he looks at you very intently. He says, when you take in a work of beauty, best to enjoy it. Yes, I guess that's the difference between you and I then. One at a time, you know what I'm saying? 
I have to say, this place has been quite an inspiration to me. Hopefully, uh, I can put what I've learned here to good use. This sounds great. We will, um, take the carriage ride. He says, yeah, yeah, well, you know what, why don't I I walk you guys down the stairs? You You gotta be patient with me, though. And he jumps down off this, indeed, high chair from behind the desk. And he grabs a cane, and you see he has a really bad limp. He's got a bad limp, gut, and this scar across his brow, and he just looks like he is on death's door. And he slowly leads you guys down the hallway, and he's just kind of making conversation with you as as he leads the way. He says, I gotta say, uh, this, it's nice to have, uh, it's nice to have some, you know, some rough and tumble types in town. It's been a, it's been a boring town. You know, tourists, kite flyers, yeah, breweries, ah, whatever, you know, it's, it's here and there. It is, it is very... The world is vast, Yan Yan. Yes, it is. Yeah, so much to learn, so much so to much find. To see. <laughs> yeah. Bigel, I think, uh, I think you... I think this trip's going to be good for you, man. I think you're going to like it. Well, that's neither here nor there. I have plenty of uh, exciting things that I work on on my own. He says, ah, that's great. That's good to hear. You got to have your own shit, you know. And uh, he kind of limps, limps his way down the stairs and uh, yells into the kitchen at Argyle. Um, he says, Argyle, when you're done with the uh, frittered things, it's carriage time, you know. Thanks, man. Matthias, you've walked back down into the into the front hallway. I saunter my way down, just kind of looking at the paintings as I go along. And, mm-hmm. uh, pardon me, is it, is it Toddy? Uh, Toddy. Uh, so as you round the corner at the end of the hallway into the entry room, you see Toby actually sitting in one of the chairs, and he's kind of inspecting it, looking at the, like, s- squeezing the leather and... And running his hand along the edge of it confusedly because he's trying to see what oh. whatever it was you saw. And he, he, he seems a little shocked when, when you walk in. Oh, so how, how, so I see that you are sitting in the chair, yes? And he just kind of grunts at you like, mm. I would join you in this action. And I walk over and I sit down in the other chair. Okay. And I just sit there and mirror everything that he does, like run my finger along <laughs> as he does it. Nice. And feel it when he feels it. Yeah. Like, it is a fine chair, yes. You and, enjoy the feeling. And eventually he just kind of looks at you and he doesn't smile, but he raises his eyebrows and... Mm. It is a shame that these, 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 these chairs were not used for so long. Alok, you go out into the garden and you see that there's a set of French doors in the back where the stairway was that led upstairs and a set of French doors that leads out into the garden. And there's another that white pebble path that you walked up to the front also extends from the back door and seems to snake all around in the garden. And there's a gazebo and you hear as you're making your way out, you hear Amadeus talking to Yon Yon and Biggle as they're coming down the stairs. Yeah. You step out into the garden and it's very serene and peaceful and it's very aromatic too. Yes. And it's evident that this landscape has been taken care of very well and it gives you kind of a interesting respect for argyle's care yeah and it's at that moment that he pokes out the french doors um i had the fritters if if you were yeah i'm really hungry thanks and i want to just like 
bolt over to him. Okay. Because that was all that was on my mind was food. <laughs> Especially after your workout, you gotta you gotta. Slang, not gonna get any gains if you don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got yeah. carb up, man. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you guys kind of all mill about. How, Eventually, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, as I'm meeting, uh, are they on the ground floor with me at that point? Am I able to like see them? Um, yes, but you see them walk down the hall. But Dodge, Dodge comes out into the back garden with uh, a couple of these fritters in his hand, just to kind of see what's up with you as you're out there snacking on these fritters. Uh, I want to talk to Dodge and be like, Hey, Dodge. Um, what's up, buddy? There are like so many paintings here, and they're all different. Uh, you can uh, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Versus them being all the same painting. The shittiest art collector ever. <laughs> uh or the smartest. How are we going to know what painting is that we're looking for? Do we even know what it looks like? Tell you what, friend, that sounds like it is well above our pay grade. Should we just grab all the paintings at that place that we go to? I think my plan is to I wait can hold for, a lot. Yeah, I don't think you got to hold every painting, man. I think you can just take it down a notch, maybe just wait for the boss to point out a painting and just go get that one. Okay. That's probably <laughs> the way to go. All right, man. Yeah, yeah. I can do yeah, that. Man. Yeah, you don't got to overthink it, man. You, you just know, get in there, grab a painting when the boss says, you know, that's the one, and then we, we're good to go, son. Patience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's How right. My wife keeps saying I got to work on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> not going to get involved in his in his marital. Listen, no, but I want to ask you something, though. You, something seemed weird about that guy to you? Seemed a little off? Yeah, he seemed really hairy. But yeah, I, oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's not what I meant exactly. Oh, um, like, did he seem polite? He seemed pretty polite. Yeah, nope, nope, not that either. So I was thinking more like he is lying to us or there's something else going on here we don't understand. Mm. Oh, no, that hadn't, that hadn't crossed my mind. I'll tell you what, but don't think too hard about it. Just maybe keep on your toes and, you know, let's be let's be safe out there. You want to come home to, to uh, old wife and kids and whatnot. Oh, so. Definitely, That's yeah. Right. I'll keep All my right. sh- my sword sharp and mm-hmm. um my my wits sharper. Yeah, those are good steps to take, my friend. Okay, yeah. Great. So, yeah, after uh, after Amadeus has pointed out a few paintings to you guys, a few pieces of art in his hallway, in in his collection, and Matthias, you and Toby have sat in silence enjoying these chairs and the relaxation therein. And Alok, you and Dodge have enjoyed the fritters and the beauty and smells of the garden. Eventually, Argyle, after he finished his duties in the kitchen, has gotten the carriage ready. You all can tell. I'm not, you don't even have to roll. It's, it's a very wealthy carriage. It has gold filigree on it, and there is a huge brownish copper A on the side, and there are thick velvet curtains that line the windows. When Argyle opens the carriage door, this little stair drops down, and you can see these plush velvet benches inside. And when you go inside, you can see that there are wooden shutters that can drop down over the windows from inside. They're like hinged above. 
They can drop down to cover the windows to protect from bandits. Alok, you jump up onto the bench in the front with Argyle. And you guys eventually are you're, you're about to head out and Amadeus looks at you, Yon Yon, through the window and he's kind of leaning on his cane on this pebbly pathway in the back of his estate. I got faith in you, Yon Yon. All you guys. I think, uh, I think you're going to be able to do this lickety split, you know? Just, uh, we're on the same page here, right? And I give him a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. All right. And he says, uh, he hits the side of the carriage. He says, all right, Argyle. You take him out. You take him out. It's about noon, and Argyle begins heading out of the estate, and you make your way through the rolling hills north and head eastward up into the wooded mountains toward the Kintree Forest. That's it for this week. A lot of exposition in this first episode just to get things started off, but a lot of questions too. Namely, what are the players getting into by taking this job? Was Dodge right to not trust Amadeus? Is this foul-mouthed dwarf hiding something, or does he really just want a painting? What dangers await the players in the forest, as well as this wizard tower? If you want to find out if you're at all interested in where this story's going to go join us next week we're going to be dropping new episodes every week till this first adventure is wrapped up so stay with us to see what happens i want to take a quick second to send out a few thank yous before we wrap up for the week first thanks to stumptown coffee roasters for making all of this possible through their super rad passion project grant which allowed us to buy all of our equipment and helped us to get on our feet so thank you to stumptown coffee roasters also thanks to my homies in the band beach party for letting us use their song carelessly defined off their album broken machine for our theme music if you like bands like jawbreaker dinosaur jr promise ring get up kids just the fucking the best of the 90s like second wave emo shit yeah you should check them out beachpartypdx.bandcamp.com Lastly, and most importantly, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone who's listening. Thank you for sitting at the table with us, and thank you for every other table you sit at to create and game, whether it be at your friendly local gaming store or your kitchen table or your mom's basement 20 years ago, or your neighborhood bar, wherever you make your story, keep doing it. And remember, the right play is the fun play. Hey, Dice Boys, this is Matt Sachs, and in my campaign, I play a dwarf paladin named Randy Savage. His favorite things are salt and meats and arm wrestling, and one time, he suplexed the goblin off of a cliff into a crowd of goblins below. 
Anyways, love the podcast. Keep on killing it. And by it, I mean goblins.